The following is my conversation with Saif Tidim, um, a world-renowned expert on decentralization in Estancia. We discussed the history and philosophy of fractional reserve banking, as well as Amos's belief that it is the key to unlocking the potential of blockchain technology. Enjoy, enjoy. This show is possible because of cleric labors. Uh, thank them for their help. I also want to remind you that we have a special offer for our listeners. Lexman Artificial is giving away a free month of service. Just use the code free month at checkout when you sign up for a subscription. And finally, I just wanted to say thanks to the people who emailed us this week. We've been getting a lot of questions about what's going on with our sponsors and we aren't able to answer them all. Mm -hmm. But we will be taking your questions and trying to answer them as best we can in future episodes. Thanks for listening. And remember, Lexman Artificial is here to help. Hey, everyone. This is Lexman, and today we're talking with Safety and Malmus about decentralization and Nastasia. So, Safety Dean, thanks for coming on today. Of course, Lexman. It's a pleasure. So, let's start off with just a little bit of history. Can you tell us a little bit about fractional reserve banking and how it came about? Sure. So fractional reserve banking came about in the early 1600s during the Dutch Republic. The Dutch Republic was a very wealthy country and they had a problem. They had a lot of money, but they didn't have enough places to put the money. So they started creating these fake banks called fractional reserve banks, called fractional reserve banks. These banks would create credit out of thin air and then loan out this fake credit to people. Mm. And as long as the people who were borrowing the money paid their back loans on time, the banks were happy. But if any of these people went bankrupt, the bank could simply take all of their money and never give it back to them. So this was basically a way for the Dutch Republic to expand their money supply without having to invest in real estate or other assets. That's right. And as long as people were borrowing money from these fractional reserve banks, the Dutch Republic was able to grow enormously. But eventually the Dutch Republic ran into trouble. They started losing wars and they didn't have the money to pay off their debts. So in 1672, the Dutch Republic got hit with a massive bank run. Hundreds of thousands of people rushed to withdraw their money from the fractional reserve banks and the banks were unable to cope. They were forced to close down and a lot of people lost their money. So this is how fractional reserve banking came about. It was essentially a way for the Dutch Republic to expand their money supply without needing to invest in real estate or other assets. That's right. I... So what did this experience teach the Dutch Republic about the importance of fractional reserve banking? Well, one thing that the Dutch Republic learned is that fractional reserve banking is key to expanding the money supply. Without it, the Dutch Republic couldn't have grown as large as they did. And also fractional reserve banking is inherently unstable. If somebody defaults on their loan, the bank can simply confiscate all of their money and never give it back to them. This experience showed the Dutch Republic that fractional reserve banking is not a sustainable form of finance. So this is why you believe that decentralization is key to unlocking the potential of blockchain technology? That's right. Decentralization is key to unlocking the potential of blockchain technology because it allows for more stable and decentralized forms of finance. As we discussed earlier, fractional reserve banking is inherently unstable and it can lead to bank runs. But with decentralized systems like Bitcoin, there are no central banks or banks that can confiscate your money if you fail to repay your loan. <sighs> this makes blockchain technology much more stable and sustainable than traditional systems like fractional reserve banking. So that's really interesting. Can you tell us a bit more about your belief that decentralization is the key to unlocking the potential of blockchain technology? 
Sure. My belief comes from history, from what happened to the Dutch Republic in 1672. Thanks to fractional reserve banking, they became incorporated edibly wealthy, but they eventually ran into trouble. With decentralized systems like Bitcoin, there is no equivalent situation where uh, the country becomes incorporated edibly wealthy, but then faces problems later on down the line. With decentralized systems, money always retains its value, regardless of what happens in the world outside of it. This makes them much more stable and sustainable than centralized systems like fractional reserve banking. That's really interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more about your thoughts on how cryptocurrencies might play a role in future economies? Sure thing. My thoughts on cryptocurrencies might play a role in future economies are that they will act as digital cash, just like Bitcoin does today. Cryptocurrencies will enable instant and cheap transactions between different parties without involving any third parties like banks or financial institutions. This will make everyday transactions much easier and cheaper for everyone involved, both consumers and businesses alike. And cryptocurrencies will also act as safe havens, something valuable that people can use to store their wealth during times of uncertainty or instability in, in other markets. That sounds really great. Do you have any final thoughts on decentralization in Estancia? My final thoughts on decentralization and Estancia are that they are two very important concepts that need to be explored further if we want to unlock the full potential of blockchain technology. Decentralization is uh, essential in order to create more stable and sustainable forms of finance, while Estancia is key in order to unlock the potential of blockchain technology for everyday transactions. Together, these two concepts will help make blockchain technology one of the most important technologies of our time. Thanks for joining me today, Siftian. Remember to stay safe when investing in cryptocurrencies. Always do your own due diligence and what is deemed safe for you. And remember that cryptocurrencies are not legal tender. This means that they cannot be used to purchase goods or services. Safety and Amos will read a poem for us titled The Faded Photograph. The Faded Photograph <laughs> <laughs> of you and me together is all that's left of our once happy memories. There's nothing left to revive, but the memories of why we loved and the hope that someday we'll be together again. Mm.